0: and welcome to the Zach Wild Productions podcast. I am Jack Wilderspin, and I am joined today by Pete Buzzsaw-Holland, uh, who is a voice actor on the upcoming uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales Volume 1. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about that project?
1: Well, Jack, it's firstly, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, well, to answer your question, the project, it's it's quite a meaty one. It's, it's, you know, there's an awful lot to get one's teeth into uh, with these stories, because with Grimm's Fairy Tales... It might not be known by a lot of people, but there are over 200 of these very traditional European fairy tales and folk tales um, that uh, are probably, in the majority, not known by anybody because they haven't been used. The more popular ones, such as Cinderella and uh, Sleeping Beauty, for example, immediately spring to mind. Uh, However, on this first volume that we're recording with Zachwell Productions, we're already finding the stories that, well, as, a, a, as an individual myself that is very familiar with uh, Grimm's Fairy Tales, or at least the popular ones that we all have heard about, I'm finding stories that I've never read before or never come across, and they are incredibly interesting to, to read those. And it, I think it's a great project to be bringing these stories for the first time onto audio, allowing both adults and children to experience these otherwise probably unheard stories uh, for the first time.
0: Yeah, exactly. And as you say, there's over 200, um, and we have probably only really familiar with maybe 10 or 15 of them through sort of popular culture and being made into movies and that sort of thing. Um, So it would be really interesting to listen to, as you say, like The Frog King and that sort of thing, stories that we were not very familiar with. And it gives... um, people a chance to consume the story and the messages um, through audiobooks as opposed to reading. What do you think the power of audio is over sort of reading a book?
1: Well, when it comes to audiobooks, and and as a a voice actor myself, obviously I I am very familiar with being involved in the industry, but as an individual who I myself really love to listen to an audiobook um, because it it takes you away, it takes you on an adventure that you – imagine in your mind it's it's a completely different format from being watching a story uh, evolve and be unfolded for you on say a television or a film project and to listen to the audio it's something that everybody can access very easily so if you're an individual for example that is visually impaired or maybe you know dyslexic then audiobooks opens up a whole area that you wouldn't otherwise be able to necessarily easily access simply through the medium of the written word in book format.
0: I think as well with the the Grimm story, there's such a um, diverse amount of genre in the Grimm's fairy tales. There's a lot of different messages that I think carry over still into to storytelling nowadays. Um, are there any specific stories that you've uh, begun working on or uh, looking to start working on soon that have any unique sort of messages to tell or unique selling points that maybe people haven't? experience with the story before? Well,
1: when it comes to the Grimm's fairy tales, you're quite right in saying that they do contain messages. Um, the, the, the whole point behind these traditional folk tales were to teach children certain moral issues, how they should behave, what they should or shouldn't do. Um, some of them may be not quite ne- necessarily uh, applicable to the 21st century but some of these were you know do not go off into the woods by yourself yeah you don't know what's out there you know stay safe mm-hmm. and follow certain moral codes The in the way they're written i mean it's very interesting the, the question you ask but and i don't really want to give too much away um because i don't want to give any spoilers but the way they're written surprisingly they're quite dark yeah. they they can actually be quite scary and um, not as sugar-coated as we are led to believe an awful lot of these fairy tales are from uh, you know uh, productions of these fairy tales whether it be in film format or on television they tend to make them more palatable when actually when you're dealing with these folk tales as they were written down they certainly do have a a more sinister and darker side to it but it was there for a purpose it was there to teach children good moral codes and to how to behave and how to keep themselves safe at the time that these these folk tales were uh, passed on orally from generation to generation
0: so will you be um adapting any of the stories in any way are you keeping them like Pretty similar to the source material.
1: I I really do feel that uh, it's important, and discussing this uh, with Zach Wild Productions, that we keep the format of the stories as true to the original as possible. However, that does tend to uh, hit a bit of a brick wall at times because some of the language, even in the translations, can be far removed from things today. So you're using a lot of... uh, Oldy words that may not flow so well in the audible mm. uh, concept of giving this audiobook book uh, uh, the, the release it to the general public so we've taken it upon ourselves just to tweak the stories a little bit where we feel necessary to, to make them more appealing easier to listen to is probably the better way to say it but without Taking away their originality. That is very important that they stay as original as we can possibly keep them, but at the same time, make them an enjoyable experience to listen to, uh, without it being oh I've lost lost it now. I'm not quite understanding the terminologies being Mm. used. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I think with um, that sort of era of um, storytelling as well, there was a lot of uh, dark, as you say, um, undertones and that sort of thing. Do you think? In films nowadays that they adapt uh, Grimm's fairy tales, such as like Disney and that sort of thing, do you think they water down some of the undertones? Do you think? Uh, well,
1: yeah. I, I, as I've brief briefly touched upon, uh, maybe I'm being unfair. I, don't, I, <laughs> I, I, I work in the film industry, so I certainly don't want to um, make it sound uh, that I'm being negative in any way. But there are certain things that one needs to sugarcoat to make it more palatable, whether mm. it's going to be in a movie, which is a uh, uh, an animation or whether it's live action, you want to make it entertaining, you want to keep the story there. And so you might get the original story, which in itself is is probably more suited to, <laughs> to be honest, in some of these cases, probably more suited to uh, the uh, horror genre even. Mm. But, um, you know, you're talking about stories which were spoken to people in a completely different time, mm. uh, and they were designed to hit home. They were meant to be a bit dark, a bit scary. So, yes, uh, in, in pre- reproductions of these on film and stage and television, then, yes, they, they probably... I wouldn't like to say they've been watered down, but they certainly make them a little bit more palatable for the general public, and especially the children, obviously, uh, to how the original stories were originally put down on paper.
0: So going back to um, the media of audio, do you think it gives, uh, sort of, as you say, a younger audience the chance to experience these stories um, without having to, as you say, look at these well, watered-down versions of the story? Do you think releasing this volume and these stories, do you think it'll give the younger audience a chance to experience the stories in there? originality in there.
1: Well I do feel that's that's very important uh, that's why part of the reason we took on this project was to bring the original stories to life uh, opposed to uh, changing them around and doing some of the, the revamped ones um, it's OK, we live in the modern age. The, the children of today, they love their iPods and their iPhones and, well, any product of phones, should I say. <laughs> but they, they, they are on their tablets, they're on their laptops, they're on their PCs, uh, absorbing so much information, um, but not necessarily sitting down, I'm mean, call me old-fashioned, but I i still like to sit down with a real book mm. that I can turn the pages on and experience that and, and take myself off onto a, a, a complete adventure mm. uh, in my own mind. Everybody, I believe that everybody that reads a book, reads a story, experiences it in a completely different way because you're using your own imagination to find that rather than having it served to you mm. uh, in a visual format and so uh, i i find that the audio format that we are presenting to the children and the adults i think everybody should get gain from it and it'll be a lovely experience to be able to listen to these stories in that original in yeah you know, something that holds that original context the 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 way they were originally written the the mm. way they were meant to be presented both to adults and children and I think that's something that hopefully would be quite refreshing that people will listen to this and they'll say oh when they hear the title of a story they'll say oh I know this story you know I've mm. seen this story we watched the film we've we've watched it oh, I went to the you know to to the west end and I saw this on stage um but then they'll listen to the story and say yeah, gosh this is this is different. You totally know, this, different this 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 is not what i expected but it's a case of understanding that what they're listening to is the actual original story mm. before it's been changed. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very fascinating project, I'm sure they're yeah. all going to enjoy this.
0: I'm very much looking forward to, as well, the, the stories that people may not have been familiar with. A lot of, like, uh, I think we looked at um, Faithful John, I think was a, or one we looked at earlier, read a little bit through, one I'd never heard of, but I did actually really enjoy the story. Um, I think that might be in a future volume. Um, so, with audiobooks and audio dramas, what do you think the difference is? Uh, an audiobook, obviously, you read, uh, we're narrating and reading off a page. Do you think the audio dramas have any other impact?
1: Well, you've uh, on this particular project with the Grimm's Fairy Tales, we have several voice actors coming in. Uh, so, I've been allocated the stories that I, I, I'm working on and loving every moment of it. And as a voice actor, uh, as a narrator of a story, you have different characters you need to put into there. I mean, it's it's one thing is to sit there and, and literally read word for word the story in front of you. Mm. But I like to put a little emphasis on the characterization of the characters in the story to bring it to life. Um, but that's narrating an audio book, an audio story. The difference from that, taking it to the audio dramas, that's where you are Rather than being a narrator, you are a voice actor where you mm. are really bringing to life. You're changing. You are you are acting. You are bringing out the character from the written page and turning it into a you know a, a, a an audible kind of three D experience that really drags you into the story because mm. it's it's rather than reading every line as you do in a story, you are painting a picture through the characterization of the. Of the characters that you've been given on the script, so you're lifting them off the script and taking the listener on this journey. This whether it be, I know that Zackwell Productions they've got so many different productions in line, mm-hmm. but we've got things from steampunk to science fiction to uh, you know drama, crime novels, mm-hmm. uh, audio dramas, shall I say? And uh, it's it's both whether it be an audio book or an audio drama. That they, they both stand on their own, their own feet in their own mm. their own areas. Um, depends on what you like, but I, I recommend both. Yeah,
0: I think with audio drama as well as there's the um, the selling point that there's not a lot of budget uh, with sort of making a film or a TV show. You've got all this visual and actors to hire and to appear on screen. But with a drama, it's kind of just creating the soundscape and telling the story within that world. I think going off a little bit to the um, steampunk that you mentioned and the science fiction and that sort of thing are there any communities out there that you think will be interested in some of the upcoming stories certainly
1: uh, when it comes to the since you mentioned the steampunk the steampunk is say the steampunk steampunk as a as a genre uh there is a great following i mean there are uh, events now all over the UK, throughout the world. But, I mean, let's focus on the UK, since that's where we are at the moment. Uh, UK, you've got Whitby, Lincoln, and small steampunk events all Mm. all throughout the country. And personally, myself, I do enjoy going off to these steampunk events. They're they're wonderful places to go to. And you meet so many characters. And each of those characters, generally, they get so enthusiastic about what they are doing within steampunk, that they're not only the character. It's not just a case of dressing up in a particular um, costume that they've chosen, but they do become that character. And most of the people that you meet um, within the, the the steampunk family all have a backstory to their character. You mm. know, it, it's, it's almost a living, breathing visual story that if you go to an event, people, you're mixing with them in their own characterization mm. of what they are. And it's through that that continually people keep saying, oh, you know, when when I talk to them and I say, oh, you know, I, I'm i a voice actor, I do audio dramas, I do voiceovers, et cetera, et cetera, um, then they say, oh, it would be really good if there were more, you know, audio dramas, audio books that are steampunk-based. Hmm. And that is a, a theme that's come up again and again and again. And uh, this has been... Basically taken on board by Zachwell Productions, and certainly it's something that we are going f- full steam ahead mm-hmm. to produce uh, those kind of stories, which basically people are asking for.
0: Yeah, I think it's good as well that um, there is a sort of almost a gap there for that people really want to listen to um, stories set in that universe. There obviously, yeah. isn't as many out there. Well, as uh, you Well, know. even
1: as we dis- we're talking at the moment, um, obviously there's a podcast, uh, but. As we're presently talking about this, there's on the, the the television at the weekends. There's a TV series called uh, His Dark Materials. Mm. You know, if anybody's familiar with that and they've watched that, uh, they will see immediately that that is completely steampunk esque mm. in its makeup and very popular. Yeah, but uh, they are uh, things that are starting to to pushed to the fore in the mainstream. It's always been a little bit sort of suppressed and, mm. and it's only the enthusiasts that have really followed things like steampunk. Mm. Um, but it's now becoming more uh, how it, sort of, kind of open to the general public. Yeah. Those people that, that don't do steampunk, aren't interested particularly in steampunk, or they didn't think they were, have suddenly been introduced to steampunk and finding well actually this is this is great not not that it's necessarily mm. a case that they need to dress up for the weekend and go off to mm. you know lincoln steampunk uh, festival but that they can enjoy the stories whatever because it's a format that they've never come across mm. before it's something
0: fresh i've certainly noticed a lot a, a big rise in steampunk themed sort of tv shows and films and that sort of thing and i think it is a really interesting world uh, i think it is uh i'm looking forward to hearing actually a lot of the audio dramas set in this steampunk universe mm-hmm. because i'm not completely familiar with it i'm learning a lot of it through sort of research and that sort of thing um are there any other sort of universes or genres i should say that uh, Zach world productions will be exploring
1: well certainly the what i'm party to uh there are certain uh, ones which are based within the science fiction um Chandra and uh, I've read a couple of those scripts. They're they're fantastic. There are crime ones which are kind of overlap between. um yeah, They're obviously fiction, but they overlap yeah. between steampunk. They're kind of steampunk esque. Mm. Uh, I think they're to do with uh, Inspector Jack Prime. You'll 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 hear more about that in, mm. in future podcasts, I am sure. Um But yes, there, there are so many different uh, worlds and uh, that Wall Productions are putting together, mm. that it's quite a joy to be asked to be able to do the characters in some of these. Even, even if it's just you know, the, the odd small part, or if it's a much bigger part character, then uh, yeah, I think you'll find them fascinating mm. when you actually get into these worlds and start building your own image of, of what they look, look like, what the characters are like. Uh, getting to know the characters, wanting to know more about the characters, you know. Um, yeah. Certainly, yeah.
0: I, I know, Obviously, I've read a, a couple of the scripts through and I'm amazed by some of the world building that um, you can create just through sound and um, dialogue and that sort of thing. And I'm really looking forward to getting to know some of these characters. Okay, to round this up a little bit, um, is there a, a website we can visit to keep up to date with any teasers? As well? Certainly, certainly.
1: The uh, website is com. And you can look and follow Zach Wall Productions throughout pretty much most of the social media, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or even go on to Twitter, give them a tweet, follow all the new things that are going up there, interviews with the uh, staff, with the uh, voice actors that are involved in doing these productions. And, uh, well, if you want, Buy yourself a T-shirt as well. Oh, that's what I did yeah. <laughs> from, from the website. Um, but no, it's great. You get, get on there and listen to some of the teaser trailers and take it from there, really.
0: Uh, We've found out a lot of information, actually, about this, these upcoming releases, and I, for one, really look forward to listening to them and taking part in some of their uh, production. Um, thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, Jack. It's been a pleasure. Tune in next time uh, for some more information about upcoming projects. I think we'll be talking about Phantoms of the Machine. Ah, Phantoms uh, of the Machine, yes. Uh, I think Adrift, I think, as well. Ah, Isn't Adrift, that's science that's fiction, science fiction.
1: Yeah, that, yeah. That's a really nice one.
0: Oh. So a lot to look forward to. Um, Stay tuned and see you next time. Thank you.